We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And all right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday morning, the 30th of January. My God, this month has flown by. And it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by you guys uh, today. Scott is on the move on the way to Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama to cover the Senior Bowl. So it's just going to be me today for a bit. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging, especially after the unfortunate uh, weekend that occurred with the the Chiefs. I mean... I, tongue in cheek, rigged, tongue in cheek, of course. But uh, man, uh, fun weekend of football overall. Sad to see the uh, 49ers, and got to get in, into a little bit with the uh, the Broncos head coaching search. My God, one of the maybe it's because we're so close to the situation, but I can't ever remember something with just so many conflicting reports. And they're going this way, they're going that way, uh, driving me insane. I'm sure you guys are insane as well. But uh, before we get going too much further, let's say hello to everybody in the chat. Uh, Bradley Conger in the house saying good morning, Broncos country. God, I'm tired of Kansas City. You and me both. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will not play forever, but unfortunately, I think we kind of saw what an aging Patrick Mahomes might look like uh, out there in Kansas City because his mobility was lessened uh, in this game, no doubt about that. And still, they uh, they got it done, maybe with the help of the refs, uh, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely they got it done, and it's going to be rough. Luckily, I think uh, Andy Reid probably will not be coaching that much longer, so we'll see what that iteration of the chiefs look like with Mahomes, but that's going to be rough uh, for a while. And Herbert's excellent as well. Burrow is incredible. Trevor Lawrence is uh, up and coming. Uh, Josh Allen. I mean, the AFC is just unbelievable at young quarterback talent right now. It's really just insanity. Uh, and luckily a lot of those guys, uh, especially, you know, Burrow Her- Herbert are going to get paid here pretty soon, which will change how those teams can compete and build their rosters uh, because the rookie franchise quarterback on a rookie contract is a cheat code. Uh, but yeah, we'll be an uh, interesting time and good to see you, Bradley. We got Jeremy Sean in the house saying morning, Nick and not Scott. Good job, Jeremy. You read the, you uh, read the information there. It says NFL is rigged was trending worldwide. Do you think we see better officiating in the Super Bowl? I'll tell you what, if there is not better, more even officiating in the Super Bowl, I pity the refs <laughs> because Eagles fans are a different breed. Uh, so they'll bring something They'll bring some deep sea marine cycle batteries to throw at the refs instead of some D batteries like they threw at Santa all those years ago. But I don't know if it was rigged, but man, they were getting a lot of benefit calls and I'm still not over the Cortland Sutton offensive pass interference that completely changed the complexion of the game in week 
17. Am I crying if there's Chiefs fan here? Cry more? Yes. I'm crying. I put on makeup to cover my crying, but it's okay. Uh, Desert Creature comments, NFL's not rigged. Every team should get an extra third down in each game. It should be a new rule. Uh, Just, like, get, do it or redo. I think there was, like, in Madden, you had the ability to, like, redo something once a game. Like, one of the versions of Madden. Uh, we can bring that on. That'd be fun. Uh, we also got our guy Ethan coming in saying, good afternoon, Nick, and Broncos country. Good to see you. Our guy Dave Glassman in the house. Good to see you, Dave, with the hearts. We we'll always appreciate you. Kevin Gray coming in saying, good morning, Broncos country. Nick, happy Monday. And, uh, be nice too. I'll do my best to be nice um, to each other. Okay. Well, now that it's not just me that needs to be nice, I can give you a little bit more uh, rude, but appreciate you, Kevin. Tom Curran's coming in. Good morning, Broncos country. We got Colin Wood saying at least Josh Johnson got to play in a championship game. Colin, you always crack me up. I appreciate you. Uh, we got our guy Tyler Smith coming in saying good morning. Hope you all are doing well. Now that the 49ers are out of the playoffs, they should be able to hire D'Amico Ryan soon if he's on the way, right? Hoping that's the case anyway. Tyler, uh, yes, D'Amico Ryan. So the Broncos head coaching search. Lord only knows what's going on right now. Uh, I think a lot of just speculation. I don't think. I don't think the ownership exactly knows what's going on right now uh, with who they're going to hire or who they have in mind or what's the next process. Uh, but Danico Ryans, he, it seems like the NFL talking heads are pretty much saying that it's inevitable that he's going to end up in Houston. Uh, I think there was a chance that if the 49ers beat the Eagles, that the Eagles maybe would have jumped on uh, Gannon instead, who is the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, just, so they can get a jump start on building the staff around the head coach versus having to wait another two weeks. Now that Gannon is going to be in the Super Bowl, along with Steichen uh, on the Eagles side of things, uh, I think the Texans are probably going to get it done with D'Amico Ryans. He played there for a number of years. His wife's from there. He lived there the one year he wasn't involved in the NFL as well, uh, between his playing career and his coaching career. And just the tone. Uh, as soon as the national media reporters, Ian Rappaport, uh, Adam Schefter started saying, oh, Texans, you heard the Broncos guys. Uh, Tony Rank, uh, Mike Kliss, uh, everybody covering on the local beat be like, oh, the Broncos really did like D'Amico Ryans, but he wasn't their only guy they liked. Uh, okay, well, I'm reading between the lines here. I think the Broncos maybe would uh, say D'Amico, we could probably outpay them. But right now, in my in my heart of hearts, it's saying that D'Amico is going to end up in the Texans. And I get it. He played there for a number of years. The path is easier uh, via the Texans, even though they're further away than Denver. path is easier. They got a lot of first-round draft capital, cap space, and uh, again, he played there for a number of years. I think he'd have a longer leash uh, because of that as well in Houston. Although with Houston firing two minority candidates after one and done's back-to-back years in which was essentially, you know, scapegoat. Uh, what's the word where you prop somebody up that, you know, they're going to be fired anyway. I, I don't remember what it is, but uh, not a great situation there, but uh, he's, see, I think D'Amico is going to be in Houston. Ryan Slavik's in the house. Good morning, Broncos country. I believe, I really believe it's either Harbaugh or Sean Payton at this point. Texans will get Ryan's. I'm sure. Your lips to uh, the football God's ears. We'll see what happens. I think that the Broncos uh, ownership group, I feel like they're maybe going to get a little bit desperate here pretty soon, given how this process has played out and give them an offer they can't refuse uh, in the words of the, uh, the Godfather. Of course, you guys got to love Scott's not here. So I got to get in all the movie references myself, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> It'd be crazy. If Jim Harbaugh does go to Denver after everything that's happened this cycle, you know, he's not going, he is going, he's staying, he's not staying. There's no contract yet. I don't know how you could trust that he's going to be here for very long <laughs> because he's like, it's word was to Michigan. Now, granted, if you pay him at some point, there's a line that's like, I can't, I can't turn it down. Uh, but could he even go back to the college game after that? I guess if you're a good coach, even if that's what happened, you'd take Harbaugh. If, let's say he failed in Denver to build your program back up, but that will be interesting to see. 
Denver Luke coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Scott's here in spirit, uh, but that's uh, fine. JD Splash saying we don't need a superstar coach. We just need a uh, a good coach. I know that I was pretty, pretty, uh, not harsh, but uh, putting up Dan Quinn in the likes of Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh was a no for me, but Dan Quinn would be fine. I always said he'd be fine. Now we are in uncharted territory. So I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's uh, definitely fun to watch. We got 2E Sniper. What's the delay? Haven't you heard Rob Walton's on a hunting trip? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, maybe, maybe not. Who the heck knows with this, uh, with this coaching cycle? The uh, Broncos are slow playing it right now. Uh, we're going to see what happens. If they interview new first time candidates, it probably is. I think that's a bad look uh, because that means that they probably should interview those guys the first time. So they could have had the ball rolling on that. Now they have to ask permission and for specifically the Eagles coordinators, but have to wait until the Super Bowl is over. There's been conflicting information that whether the Broncos will open up their search again, whether or not they're going to go back on the candidates they've interviewed already. Ian Rappaport said that the Broncos had informed and ruled out it's your Evero, uh, Raheem Morris, uh, Jim Caldwell, David Shaw. But then the very next line of his article said, but now everything's back on the table. I think everybody ran with those guys are ruled out. But the very next line of that article was now everything's back on the table. So if those guys were ruled out, they might be back on the table. I I don't know what's going to happen here. Then you had Mike Kliss yesterday saying that uh, the Broncos aren't going to interview new uh, candidates. They're going from the list that they've been in contact with. Maybe Dan Quinn pulls a Jim Harbaugh. I'm going back. No, I'm not. I'm coming to Denver. Who the heck knows? Uh, I hope we get some uh, some resolution uh, this week. Because the thing that I'm concerned about at this point is that the the Broncos are getting not okay. So there's still four head coaching vacancies: Cardinals, Houston, which might be not uh, vacant anymore. Somebody else who's escaping me right now. You guys could help me out with that one in Denver. Okay, that's fine. There's Broncos. They're not you know the last one to hire. Panthers hired somebody, but Denver has not. Blah blah blah. It's the staff around the head coach that's concerning because now you have 30, 26 teams uh, out there, not the two that are in the Super Bowl, obviously, and then the four that are remaining of the head coaching searches. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. They're trying to fill out their staffs. I mean, you saw Dallas fire like almost their entire offensive coaching staff or a bunch of guys the other day. That team is looking for quality control, assistant coaches, positional coaches, coordinators now as well. And the longer Denver waits to fill their head coaching vacancy, the further behind they are behind in building the staff around that new head coach, which that makes a huge difference. I don't think that's something we talk about enough. We put the head coach, you know, picture up front. This is what he's all about. But really, the staff around them, the ability to identify, recruit, prop up good coaches around that head coach, some real talent for those guys. And the further Denver waits to fill their head coaching vacancy, the further they get behind there. And that's the one that really uh, concerns me with where the Broncos are right now. Uh, Jetty Splash coming in saying, hi, Nick. Hi to you, Jetty. We got uh, also 2E Sniper. I don't recognize this name so much. Good morning to you. Michael Ronquillo saying, good morning, Nick, on Broncos for breakfast. We appreciate you. Mark Lindemone saying, howdy, Nick, in Broncos country. Uh, Aki coming in saying, will groveling be enough to get Harbaugh? As long as you're throwing money at him at the same time. Uh, it doesn't, there's kind of some Harbaugh movement today. So we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, Michaela Israel saying, good morning, Steve. We got Steve Kennedy, uh, Scott's dad coming in saying, good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Steve. Hope you're doing well. Hope your son is having a good time in Mobile. I miss him today. Uh, don't let him know that I am uh, failing on his on his behalf. He said, Nick, you can take Monday off. I'm like, nah, too much football to cover. We're still in season. I want to hang out with you guys and talk. We got Amy coming in saying good morning, Broncos country. We appreciate you so much coming in. We always appreciate our mile high huddle ladies. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining us this morning. Greg Smith, top of the morning to you. Hope you're doing well. Joe Rivera, Joe Rivas coming in. Rivas saying good morning on this cold morning, man. Drink warm coffee. So that reminds me, I've been talking nonstop here for a second. Let me just kick a uh, ceremonious coffee set brought to you by Patrick out there in line coffee company in Oahu. You guys should check it out. Very good stuff. I'm drinking some of the macadamia uh, vanilla. I think it was macadamia vanilla right now. Very good. Oh, man, God bless. Thank you so much. We got Jay coming in. How you doing, Jay? We appreciate you. Uh, Joe saying he's in Colorado. I'm out here in Seattle, and it's cold as well, but it's clear. Uh, so I'm doing okay. Wayno coming in saying, just hire somebody already. Damn. Hopefully. Beautiful country. Grew up in Arizona. Missed the Western state, says Mark. Yeah, I love anywhere. Not fair to my wife. She's you know working on her uh, postdoctoral fellowship in uh, PhD in epidemiology, and we're out here in Seattle for a bit. And I keep telling her like I'm not living anywhere uh, east of the Rockies after this. <laughs> I'm in love with the mountains. I'm out there all the time, and uh, I just can't imagine living anywhere else. You know, God bless you guys. Everybody has their own thing. My my happy place is the mountains. I could not imagine not living there. Uh, Ernie May saying hello, Broncos country. We appreciate you. We got a guy Dom. I love Dom. Saying good morning, Nick, in Broncos country. Bengals should have won that game last night. Chiefs are hanging on by a thread with help from the refs. They got a uh, a lot of bounces uh, their way, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Um, Roland saying protecting a quarterback with a makeshift offensive line does not work. Yeah, that was the uh, the one that broke the dam yesterday, right? With the Bengals, the offensive line was not very good. Three backups out of five. They still were, you know, right down to the wire in Arrowhead. They had a chance. A good job by their offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Callahan. He's a name that if the Broncos do circle back on the uh, potential first-time candidates, he's one that would make some sense. He was here 
as an offensive quality control coach. And I believe the quarterbacks coach as well underneath uh, Sean or excuse me, underneath Peyton Manning. Uh, so he's one to keep an eye on. He scares me a tad uh, because he has never been the play caller <laughs> there in Cincinnati, to my knowledge, I think. Uh, he's been underneath Zach uh, Taylor uh, as the play caller. So if he came here, I'm not sure what that looks like. I'd like him to like, you know, go somewhere else with the play calling duties with a defensive minded head coach. So that way he can kind of be an assistant head coach and work that up. But uh, I think the Bengals could block that if they wanted to. And the Bengals known for blocking coaches uh, for moving elsewhere. Uh, Juan coming in saying, good morning, Nick. It's true. The Eagles, DC is staying with the Eagles. What's he supposed to say in that situation? Uh, they put the mic up to him and say, hey, we hear you might go elsewhere. What are you going to do in front of all the Eagles fans? No, I'm staying here. I'm not effing leaving, you know, with the Wolf of Wall Street stuff. If somebody offers him a head coaching gig and he's part of that process, he, I think he'd take it. Uh, so I'm not putting too much weight in him saying that right after the game in front of all the fans after they're going to the Super Bowl. Ernie Mays, good to see you, Ernie. Mark Schrader, our guy. Mark, we love you. I uh, hope you're doing well. Miguel coming in. Always come. Uh, appreciate you. Can't tell if you're coming to the stars because I don't have my guy Scott here working that end of things. But uh, he says, good morning, Broncos country. Nick, I know you are the best player available. Who, who are you taking at 29? Who the hell's available at 29? We're going to run a mock draft simulator uh, today uh, before we get on out of here. So we'll kind of talk about that. I'll only do three rounds and kind of talk about some of the situations. But right now, the way it's setting up, I think with this class specifically, I would argue that the best player is probably going to be an edge or at a position of value, an edge or cornerback. I wish there was a, and the thing is with the edge position is the edges that might be available. Uh, in my opinion are the kind of smaller body finesse speed rusher types and uh, BJ Ojolari out of LSU. And then there's also Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Uh, it's kind of tough to do after you took a small speed body speed, uh, finesse rusher last year, Nick Benito. Granted, we didn't see much from Nick Benito. I was harsh about the pick when they took him. I thought he was a late round three player, given how limited he was in terms of power, his variety of rushes, setting the edge, but he's still a talented pass rusher. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I don't think you're going to have enough pass rushers personally. We'll see. Uh, my ideal guy would be Lucas Van Ness. I think that uh, ship, and that's not just. I don't I hope that's not just me being biased, but like 6'5", 275, inside-outside pass rusher with incredible length, uh, an ascending talent, only a redshirt sophomore. I mean, I guess I'm not – I'm trying not to be biased to my Iowa guys, but I'm definitely biased to the power rushers with inside-outside ability uh, versus the speed guys because I want the ability to twist and stunt and do a bunch of stuff with them coming versus, you know, dropping when I want my speed finesse guys to be more – off-ball linebacker types that you can then send on simulated pressures. But I digress. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll run a mock draft simulator. Reselling adventures saying, good morning, Nick. Well, don't resell my adventures, although I'd like to go on a few of my uh, adventures. We'd appreciate that. Uh, if we could go back in time and do some of that. Um, we got Derek Kincaid coming in saying, thoughts, thoughts on Steve Wilkes? I'd love it, Steve Wilkes. So let's say the Broncos, there was some talk yesterday of Mike Kafka, right? Uh, Mike Kafka, if, the Bron if Josh... Gannon, Josh Gannon, uh, wins the Eagles win defensive coordinator. Then maybe the Broncos would pivot to Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka, I wish he had another year of being away from that Kansas City tree. Another year is calling plays out there in New York, but ascending talent. Thought he was probably a better coaching candidate in the next cycle with another year uh, under his belt. But if he gets hired this year, I'd rather hire, I, I guess I'd rather hire an elite coach a year early than a year late, but we don't know. Obviously, head coaching searches are very much a crapshoot, even more so than the draft because we're not it's easy to evaluate tape in comparison to what a coach is doing on the back, especially a coordinator, or a positional coach, but uh, long circle to get there. Uh, long walk. What am I talking about? Uh, Steve Wilkes. 
I think it would be very interesting to come in as a defensive coordinator along Mike Kafka. I believe there might be some sort of tie or relationship there between them. Um, but yeah, I guess he's not a part of an organization anymore. His contract expired. So you can interview him if you want. You wouldn't have to ask any permission. Malcolm Brown. Hello from Homer. Good to see you. Casey nickel coming in, breaking the ice. Casey, God bless you. Um, this is going to be a, uh, Sip worthy 999. I appreciate you coming in. You guys need to help me out here. The super's coming in. Otherwise, Scott's gonna say that uh, he's he's the star here. Come on. We all know who this Scott's the star. It's okay. Um, but I uh, appreciate you coming in and supporting me running solo this morning, saying uh the new ownership group are billionaires for a reason. Until they botch this, so we have no reason to adapt their decisions. Everyone is flamed, uh, then Nick, and now they're in the Super Bowl. I think I don't know what the last sentence uh says. You could clarify that one, but as far as we have no reason to believe or to doubt them. I have no reason yet to believe them. Uh, I'm more of a skeptic at heart. Uh, show me uh, that you're competent at this job. Obviously, they're billionaires in the business sense, but NFL is different given it's a small, isolated, consolidated league and you're competing against everybody else in different ways. So I'm not like all out on the ownership group, obviously, uh, but I think that this head coaching search, if if they have to circle back to first-time candidates, three, four weeks uh, since the Broncos five weeks since the Broncos head coaching position has opened and they haven't interviewed them yet. I think we can say that was a, a misstep by them. Now, not, not an abject failure uh, given because circling back on how the, uh, how much of a crapshoot hiring a head coach is. Uh, but uh, I do think that if the Broncos end up having to go back and interview somebody for a first time candidate, it just delays the process. And going to be uh going to be rough and we got Derek coming in saying Broncos need offensive linemen our pass rush is fine they fell off a cliff uh, as the season progressed they were the I think the god I saw the stats of the day they blitzed the fourth most of any team in the NFL last season but they were like 20th in pressure rate and maybe even 22nd and it got so much worse as the season went on after Bradley Chubb was traded they took a massive step down uh Randy Gregory being injured at, uh, out that hurt them a lot Baron Browning hurt his hip. He wasn't the same after that. They dropped after that. Uh, you had Draymond Jones out the last five weeks of the season. They took a drop after that. Pass rush has been pretty damn uh, poor uh, the last last half of the season. Offensive in a vacuum. If there was an offensive tackle and an edge rusher that were graded the exactly the same in my book, I'm taking the tackle, baby. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, this draft cycle. Unfortunately, I think after Peter Skaronsky, Broderick Jones, and my offensive tackle number one, Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, I think that there's a precipitous uh, drop off to Anton Harrison, Darnell Wright, Dewan Jones, uh, Matthew Bergeron. So maybe I should start saying that. If you guys need me to start saying the schools uh, when I say these, then uh, let me know. But uh, we'll be interesting. Colton coming in saying, love you, buddy. Thank you. Hanging strong. We're doing the best we can. Uh, Andre F saying, good morning, Nick and everyone. I have my major doubts. The new list of guys. Gannon is the only one that intrigues me. Open mind, open heart. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got James Webb saying, Nick Kendall, the GOAT. I appreciate that. Yeah, pump me up. We appreciate the heck out of you. And guys, I know Benito was a second. I was saying I had him as a late third round grade. I did not think he was worthy of that pick. You can go back in time and find that, uh, the live stream, and see my face when the Broncos made that pick. He's not the one that I wanted. I thought he was very limited, not my not my favorite. Um, so I was saying I had him graded as a late third pick, and the Broncos took him as a late second. So it uh, wasn't my guy. I would have taken Abraham Lucas in uh, in that one. But uh, what can you do? Uh, Todd Ostendorf saying, good morning, Jensen Broncos country. We appreciate you. Um, Heath coming in and say, what's the latest with the head coach, Nick? Quick summary. <laughs> For those listening in the audio format, I just gave the, the shrug. Uh, we don't know what happened with the uh, what's going on right now, essentially. So the, 
what's open right now with the Broncos head coaching. It sounds like D'Amico Ryan is going to go to Houston. Uh, the Broncos are still in their candidates that they've interviewed before. Ian Rappaport said Raheem Morris, Jim Caldwell, <clears throat> D'Amico Ryan's, uh, is your Evero. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. God, somebody else. David Shaw, they're out, but maybe they're back in. The Broncos are going to be interviewing new candidates. But wait, no, Mike Kliss says they're still talking to the same candidates. Jim Harbaugh's going back to Michigan, but maybe the Broncos are going to make one last-ditch effort to get him. Sean Payton is still dangling out there in space. It's a whole lot of information overload. Nobody knows anything, but we're going to have a great time uh, with it regardless. And it's been a, it's been a content creator. So I appreciate the chaos for that, uh, that one. Uh, Quan Costa coming in saying first time watching live and listening to the pod for over a year. I love what you do question. What coach do you think would best fit Russell Wilson? I personally think Jim Harbaugh would be the best fit a power run scheme, play action under center. I think that Russell Wilson at this point of his career should not be as much of a shotgun quarterback. I'm, I'm a heavy believer and at some point, I'm going to have to pester the PFF people to give me some data on this. I have the premium. We have the premium subscription here at Mile High Huddle, but I think there's even a tier above that like the Athletic has and like NFL teams have. But I want to see what the EPA is for rushing from shotgun versus under center for teams that have a mobile mobile, mobile quarterback. God, the senior bowl's got me all messed up versus a non-mobile quarterback. I think the shotgun is actually better for a quarterback who can run because they have to worry about them more. And I don't think Russell Wilson at this point in his career should be running around like Daniel Jones or be at a running option like Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or obviously Lamar Jackson. So I'm much more of the under center deep dropbacks off a of play action power scheme, 12 personnel, maybe even have a flex tight end, get Greg Dulcich in the, the H back spot more and a vertical passing game, a lot of 50, 50 run pass vertical passing game. The quick pass stuff with Russell Wilson struggles with placement, struggles with the reads, struggles with timing. He's a beautiful deep ball thrower, though, especially off play action. So uh, that's what I'd be leaning into. And that's uh, that to me is Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but um, we got it going here. Still, we got some more people coming in saying uh, you interviewed Gareth Southgate yet. Come on, Broncos, get your stuff together. No idea who that is, but uh, appreciate you coming in. Andrew Lampy saying happy Monday. Let's get the coaching staff settled and have a great week. God, I'd love that. I'd love them to start getting their staff around the head coach together. Uh, we got Quentin Caldwell saying, hey, everyone. Hey, Quentin, always love the do, man. That's just one. It's one of the best hairdos. Jay, Jay Roper's in the house. We always talk about the truly hair gang. And uh, Jay, Quentin might be coming for you for the the best mop uh, on the Mile High Huddle community. Ashish KCE coming in saying, good morning, Nick. Who do you think the Broncos are going to hire the head coach? I thought Dan Quinn would be fine after Harbaugh and Payton. I think they need to interview Brian Callahan and Shane Steichen. Josh Gannon, Brian Callahan, Shane Steichen, Mike Kafka. Those are like the four new coordinator names that are coming up. 
when the process started, I think I had a tweet back on the 26th when the Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett saying my top two were D'Amico Ryans and Jim Harbaugh. So I guess I'm going to hold out hope on Jim Harbaugh because there seems to be a groundswell for that uh, over the last 12 hours. I really think it's, I'm more, I worry it's a little bit more based on hope uh, than anything else, but gosh, man, this is the way it looks right now for the Broncos ownership group from my perspective. And you guys can say I'm overreacting. It's fine. I'm not going to take it personally. It's a little bit embarrassing how <laughs> it's all gone. Uh, oh, Jim called while we watch it. Oh, maybe he doesn't want to come here. Sean Payton, we interview you. Oh, Sean Payton, maybe he doesn't want to come work with Russ. Maybe the Broncos don't want to give the two first round picks. Okay, D'Amico's our guy. Uh, D'Amico actually wants the Texans over the Broncos. Circling back now, flying to uh, Jim Harbaugh with a boombox outside of his house in Ann Arbor. Uh, I don't know. So I, maybe the Broncos ownership group compensates a bit of how this has looked and uh, tosses a bag, uh, tosses an absolute bag at Jim Harbaugh. We'll see. Uh, Cole coming in saying, do you mind running solo? You do a great job. It's more fun to hang out with Scott. And honestly, if I didn't have you guys, it would be a lot less fun. Um, but uh, definitely appreciate um, the kind words there, Colton. Uh, we got Andre saying Seattle did a lot of run with Russ. Might be something to that. Would love the former Seattle coach on the staff as a consultant. I think the Russ of the prime Seattle years is a Russ no longer. I don't think that guy exists anymore. I don't want him to honestly get the dings and bruises. I do think you have to have that in your bag. Sometimes, maybe once or twice a game, especially in those goal line uh, situations, I think that's the best air, uh, time to run him. Uh, but I don't think it can be a high volume uh, part of your offense anymore. I'd much rather have under center, deep drop back, uh, play action, vertical shots with a much better run game. Broncos running game this year was not good enough uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And when they did run the ball well, they won football games because Russ is really good playing off the play action and a complimentary run game. But they need to work on the personnel in that department to get better there. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, okay, so let's get into it a little bit. So we talked a little bit about the head coaching search here. And now I'm going to run a mock draft simulator as the Denver Broncos uh, with the Broncos officially uh, going to the, the Broncos pick is now officially the 29th overall from the 49ers or actually from the Dolphins in the Bradley Chubb trade via the 49ers and the Trey Lance trade. Uh, so we have the Broncos um, picking 29th right now. We will see if they end up with that selection or if they end up trading it. Um, who knows at this point uh, what the Broncos are going to do with their selection. But right now, 29th overall, unfortunately, it is a, a rather weak uh, draft class, especially where the Broncos need to be drafting. Um, I've been starting to really put in the work on the interior offensive line. And I know Scott says on here a lot uh, that, you know, give me, rounds three through five and i'll find you at least one starting interior offensive lineman that might be the case there is going to be at least one but lord help us trying to find who that is actually going to be <laughs> i think this is a dreadful interior offensive line class unfortunately the more i watch uh these guys start to get through some of the guards i mean not great i think the best guards in this class are actually going to be guys who play tackle that kick into guard uh i think that matthew bergeron who played left tackle at syracuse can be a really good guard prospect I think that uh, Cody Mock, who played left tackle at North Dakota State, missing his two front teeth with really long red hair, man. He is somebody to see. He's a, he looks like a caricature out there, but uh, I think he's going to be a very good guard prospect. I think in the end, uh, Peter Skaronsky's best position is going to be guard or center. And I also think that um, Darnell Wright, if he doesn't stick at right tackle, is going to end up being a good guard prospect as well. I, I see a lot of uh, Tevin Jenkins, uh, who I liked two drafts ago when the Broncos were running a power scheme because of the right tackle guard ability with their Broncos second round pick. Didn't like him the first, obviously. Uh, but that's kind of where I see Darnell Wright. He's a little bit lumbering, uh, but he's powerful. And uh, he 
moves well in short areas. I just don't know if he's got the foot speed that I'm looking for to be a long-term tackle option. Uh, but we'll say he's definitely a good run blocker and the Broncos need some run blocking options. No doubt about that. I also wanted to say hello to somebody else in here. I scrolled past him earlier. Ryan Thompson, Ryan, where's your hello one to me? There we go. Good to see you, Brian. Saying good morning, Broncos country. We appreciate you. Hope you have a good one. And I uh, really enjoy you guys coming in. And uh, shout out to everybody who's given super chats and superstars with me running the show solo today. Uh, again, very, uh, very helpful. And we always appreciate that. So I'm going to pull up now the mock draft simulator. Um, hopefully it doesn't, I don't pull up any naughty tabs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> naughty tabs. PFF um, coming in here. There we go. Awesome. Uh, maybe I will zoom in a little bit on this as well for you guys' benefits. Uh, hopefully you can see that pretty well. So I haven't started it yet. Um, yep, Nick Vine solo today. We're, we're killing it. We're hoping doing well. Um, Alessandro saying, bring in the left guard who's missing two front teeth. We need that guy. I think that the gap between the Broncos picking at 29 and their picks in the 70s uh, in the third round, he's going to go in that range. If the Broncos trade down uh, from pick 29 into the middle of the second round, we can talk. Um, that's one that uh, would interest me, but I don't think he's worthy of the pick right now, but with how this draft class is set up, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's possible. It's not the best draft class in the world this year that there's some premium talent at the very top in Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, three good quarterback prospects. After that, it's a grab bag. Um, I think the, the, you get those second round grades pretty darn early in the draft, uh, cycle. I don't think that 29th pick is going to be super valuable also in a trade back situation, but we'll see what happens. Uh, in that regard. But now we're going to run this mock draft simulator. First one of the year for me. Um, I think we'll let it go. Uh, we're not going to force any trades. we got the settings already going. So let's just get into it, guys. we got the trade starting here. we got the clock rolling. All these picks coming off the board. I am looking for offensive tackle. I am looking for defensive line edge rusher. I am looking for a number of things. But first, I've been looking for super chats. And Andre F coming in saying, don't want to be too low on the ownership group. But it seems like they overestimated their abilities. The process seems sloppy on the surface. It does seem sloppy on the surface. We're not dealing with all the information. I think we can be skeptical and critical of the process. Um, and also, I guess maybe there's some news here on this regard. But um, if you guys, if this is true, if Anton's coming out here, um, please let me know who reported it. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissaro, you know, some of those big names. But Andre F saying, um, process seems sloppy on the surface. It does seem sloppy on the surface. But uh, we'll see what happens um, with that one, no doubt. And hopefully the... Uh, Broncos are going to let us know what happens here pretty soon. I again said it earlier, said it on Twitter a few times, say it here. My biggest concern isn't that the head coaching vacancy is still open. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's how far back they're probably getting behind in the assistance around that head coach. We saw last year that Nathaniel Hackett surrounded himself with buddies, uh, cronyism there, and one of the most inexperienced offensive staffs in the NFL. And he didn't have anybody to lean on, couldn't turn to anybody. And the dysfunction on that side of the ball was unbelievable. Some of the players have some blame for that as well. As you could see when Nathaniel Hackett was hired by the Jets, they didn't all pile on Hackett uh, for a good reason, in my opinion. But uh, definitely, I'm worried about the staff around uh, him, without a doubt. 
Uh, so uh, let's keep it going here. Andre F. We appreciate you so much with that, man. That really helps. Um, it's great for us. Great for me. So we got the Broncos on the clock right now with pick 29. I would personally love to trade back, but I'm not going to sit here and trade around while you guys are sitting here chilling, um, hanging out with me on this one. So looking at some of the names here, Darnell Wright, Mozzie Smith, Keely Ringo. See, this is where Ke- I think Keely Ringo being down here is a better fit for what I've seen him on tape. Great athlete, but he's stiff and I don't see the instincts at all. So top of the board, Anton Harrison, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Then you got Cam Slith, cornerback from uh, South Carolina. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Penn State. Tanner McKee, quarterback Stanford. Antonio Johnson, uh, safety nickelback from uh, Texas A&M. He is a interesting player. I don't think the Broncos should take a safety. Now, if Brian Branch had been there, I maybe would have considered it because he's unbelievable, but uh, I digress. Luke Musgrave, the son of Bill Musgrave, for those at home keeping uh, – keeping score. Uh, obviously you guys remember Bill Musgrave offensive coordinator for the Broncos for a, uh, a few years there. We got Siaki Ika defensive lineman from Baylor, Dalton Kincaid tight end from Utah and Will McDonald, the fourth from Iowa state. None of these names here are really standing out to me too much. Unfortunately for the Broncos. Uh, I don't think that I would have loved any of these selection. Got Trenton Simmons going before Eli Ricks, Andre Carter, Lucas Van Ness. There's the guy that I would have loved there at 25 is a flowers before Jordan Addison. There's Nolan Smith there, BGO Jalari, Peter Skaronsky. So, yeah, this is where we're at with the Broncos picking this year. I think that you guys can let me know in the chat on this one. I am not the uh, the biggest fan of this guy's tape personally, but you can't have a good offensive line if you don't invest in the offensive line. Anton Harrison here, I think that he's more of an early second-round pick, but we already talked about it. The, the end of the first round this year is essentially an early to mid-second-round pick given the talent. Uh, Anton Harrison played some right tackle for Oklahoma state in 2021. He's played mostly left tackle there. Uh, he's got the length. He's got the movement skills. There are not many people on earth that have the body type and the requisite ability to the proportions and the athleticism to play tackle in the NFL. It's why it's such a hard position to fill. So I'm going to end up going with Anton Harrison here. I think that I don't love it. Um, there is a trade on the board from the bears saying, Hey, come to pick 54. If this is that it pick, what are they offering? Uh, I can't even tell what they're saying. Um, anyway, the Bears want to trade with me. Nope, it's not happening. We're going to take Anton Harrison here. Off to the tackle from Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. So let's get into him a little bit. Uh, former five-star, great length, great movement skills. I think he does a pretty darn good job in the zone blocking scheme, reaching the next level. I think he's looks more comfortable to me at left tackle, but could play right tackle. Gives you a long-term option to move on from Garrett Bowles if he struggles coming back from injury or he plays the level he did this past season where he was not that great. Uh, So he's one that uh, I think would be okay. Adding a log to the fire on this one. You're not going to get an offensive line unless a good offensive line, unless you invest in the offensive line. So that's one that uh, sticks out to me there as well. Taking Anton Harrison. We'll see what happens with him in this draft, uh, but a really interesting pick there for the Broncos as, as I make it. What a great pick. Really, really interesting for the Broncos. Okay. So now we're here for the Broncos again, Picking at uh, spot 67, it's the Broncos' own pick. Uh, right now, I think the Broncos need a number of things here that I'm looking for. Wide receiver is definitely one of the, of the considerations for me. Running back is one of the ones uh, for me as well. But watching this Eagles team, and I took uh, Anton Harrison there for the Broncos there at pick 29. We're on the board again here now for the Broncos. And you guys, this is going to be a very much a bias of Scott and I or a, a trend for Scott and I coming in here. Um, but, uh, let's look at this a little bit. We got Isaiah, Isaiah McGuire, um, really talented, interesting edge rusher from Missouri, a uh, good 
body type, a lot of good mass on him. I thought he had a really good game against a, I think it's the Georgia game as well. So he stands out for me. Carl Brooks is interesting. He's like 290 pounds. I, I don't know. He's kind of got a weird uh, profile. I don't really love him. I don't think he can play inside so much with how his body types would suggest. Not a huge fan. Uh, Moro Ojomo, a uh, defensive lineman, kind of a tweener there at Texas. Matthew Bergeron, oh, man, you really want to add to that offensive line. He'd be an interesting one there. And then Keanu Benton. Uh, those are the names that stick out to me. Ooh, I also really like Rasheed Rice right here for the Broncos. Probably one of the best uh, blocking uh, offensive linemen in uh, this. Or wide receivers in this class can play big slot. Uh, he'd interest me a lot. Guys, I love you. I'm just going to really, I'm playing the crowd. I'm trying to get the super chats. I'm running it here by myself today. You guys help me out. Um, I'm going to take Matthew Bergeron here. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be more of a guard at the next level. We already took our pure tackle on Anton Harrison. We're going to add another log to the fire here. Matthew Bergeron. I think he's going to go much higher than this. Uh, personally, I think he's going to be closer to pick, uh, probably 50 to 60 overall, rather than we're here at 67. Oh man. Jameer Gibbs went right there. I would have taken Jameer Gibbs guys. I know we need to run running back. Not the best to take early, but that would have been pick for me there, but I, I digress. Uh, Matthew Bergeron here. I'm really hoping that Isaiah McGuire or Keanu Benton, are going to be there for the Broncos next pick. Uh, but we're going to roll the dice here and we're just going to go with the best offensive lineman uh, possible. Cause I think there's a drop off in this class. And I think Bergeron could be one of the best uh, guards in this class. Um, really good run blocker, um, really good movement uh, at the uh, point of attack. I think he's a little stiff in his pass protection, but uh, he intrigues the hell out of me. So we got our guy, Patrick Havner. God bless you, Patrick coming in and helping me while I'm running solo today saying, choose kindness and choose compassion. Best tag ever. Sometimes I need to do a better job abiding by that, uh, Patrick, but, uh, you know, it's manifesting, uh, that, and we really appreciate you're choosing some kindness, helping me, uh, right now running this show, uh, by myself. So let's see what some people had to say about some of the picks here. We had Anton Harrison coming in. Um, hopefully that was a good one for you guys. Ryan Thompson saying, if we don't trade the first pick, we need offensive line. I just want good players there. Um, and at some point I think we're going to have to have the, John Robinson conversation for the Broncos at their pick if he's there. Um, but uh, today is not that day. We'll save that for another one. Um, we got Dom coming in, coming in and say we need offensive line more than defensive line or running back. Absolutely. But you're not drafting a generic player. You're drafting the draft as it currently is uh, as we evaluate the season. So if there's not an offensive lineman available, then that uh, with the value at that pick, then you shouldn't force it. Uh, you also have other picks. Obviously I could have picked, skipped Anton Harrison there and then got Matthew Bergeron there with a the third. I'd have been okay. Um, with that one, but I do guess we're going heavy on the offensive line on this one. Hopefully it's going to be, uh, good on that. We also got give Munchak back to coach him up. Maybe Mike Munchak is the secret, uh, candidate that the Broncos have interviewed. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, that'd be really funny as well. Um, uh, he's there, he's in town. Um, best compliment a guy can get. You got a lot of good mass on you. You know, got the powerlifting. It's all the good stuff here, but we took Matthew Berger on there. Um, with that next pick Bijan won't be there at pick 29. He won't be. I've seen a few mocks where he's been there uh, late first round. And if he is there at pick 29, I think we have to have that conversation because he's a incredible uh, talent. And probably this, I don't think there's a single player in this draft class that would help Russell Wilson and this offensive line more than B. John Robinson. And that's crazy. All running backs don't matter. Well, if everybody's playing two high safety shells and everybody is playing white boxes, and Russell Wilson is a half field home run to check down kind of quarterback getting somebody who forces teams to load the box, getting somebody who forces teams to play cover three or cover one, getting somebody who can do incredible stuff. If the home runs not there and it's the behind the line of scrimmage jump off would raise the floor of the offense by so much. Uh, the other thing that's 
elephant in the room is Javonta Williams. I mean, there's a reality where he doesn't even play next year. Tore two ligaments in his knee. I mean, if he does play, how long does it take him to even look normal? Will he ever look normal again? I mean, it sucks. That's the reality of uh, those kind of injuries. And that's a big argument against taking a running back that high. Uh, but I don't know. I think, again, the conversation is there. We'll definitely have a uh, chance to talk about that at some point. Um, <laughs> he's girthy. Uh, we talk about often when you talk about offensive line, you hear a lot of Scots talk a lot about uh, their butts. You want those big bubble butts on the offensive linemen. If they got the skinny twit, uh, twig legs and no, uh, no bubble, butt, then uh, you're going to be concerned. You want to be able to put uh, what was it? Kim Kardashian broke the internet with a glass of milk or something on her, on her butt. Um, I don't remember. There's some stupid picture. Uh, that's what you want with your offensive lineman too, man. Uh, baby got back. Uh, the, the official uh, song of the scouting world for offensive linemen. Oh, Guys, I'm stupid. I didn't even know this. The Broncos picked uh, picks. Don't nobody crop that one and send it to Scott. Guys, I'm stupid. Broncos picked 67 and 68. So we had a chance to. It didn't matter who we took there because we have the next pick. Man, that's really fun to have back to pack picks here. Um, ah, man, this is a really interesting one. Okay, I know I've said that the uh, the Broncos uh, really need Ed Rusher is a really big important position for them, but my best guy on my board right now is not an edge rusher, but it is a pretty valuable position. And that is Keanu Benton with Wisconsin. This is really hard for me to do right now for the Broncos, because I am not sure what type of scheme they're going to be running. If it's going to be a penny heavy front uh, with three interior defensive linemen and two edge rushers, then that's completely different than a four, three heavy front or a four, two, five heavy front or a four, three, uh, what kind of coverages they're playing in the back end it's going to be rough uh, with uh, trying to fit these teams or fit players into the draft until we know uh, where they're going to be going and what scheme they are uh, going to be playing. So I really like Keanu Benton. I think he's one of the best young uh, offense or past defensive linemen in this class. Uh, he has the ability, I think to play one tech uh, three tech, maybe even some four I as well. He's a really good pass rusher. And maybe this is again, me being uh, proximity bias or overexposure bias, but like when he played Iowa, he was an absolute terror against Iowa every single time they played. Uh, he's still really young. He's going to be at the senior bowl. Watch out for Keanu Benton this week at the senior bowl. I think he's going to tear it up circling back to how bad I think this interior offensive line class is. Those interior defensive linemen are going to take their lunch money. I think, I think uh, Benton has 34, 34 and a half inch arm length. Uh, he's got a really good body type for, for the defensive line. And uh, you are adding Broncos at this point. This is very much a, unfortunately guys, I hate to say it. This is not a, uh, a draft that's going to be flashy or anything like that, but this is a meat and potatoes draft Broncos add mass add uh, guys on the uh, defensive and offensive lines that are just going to help them get stronger, more athletic, the right types of body types that you want up front there. I've seen it too many times these last few seasons where the Broncos have just been physically beat up up front. And this is very much a draft where it's like, okay, enough of that. We're going to have an established baseline here. What type of team did we see down the stretch that really took it to the finesse chargers that took it to more of the finesse chiefs? It was a team that ran the hell out of the ball, punched them in the mouth and a good defensive uh, effort up front. Those are, I think that's something you want to identify. This is also very much a Jim Harbaugh draft, in my opinion, getting the offensive line and the defensive line here, getting some strength and some mass um, circling back to the mass. So uh, that's it guys. Uh, that's the draft. Please let me know in the chat what you think. Um, this is actually my first one of the year. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll circle back and write this one up because I would be, I would be head over heels with this draft. Uh, com com being completely honest. I love Keanu Benton. I think Matthew Bergeron is somebody that I've seen potentially 
indicated to the Broncos. Uh, but uh, will be interesting to see. And Anton Harrison, I think, is a, a fine pick there. I see they gave it an A+. I don't know about the A-plus there, but a very good pick for the Broncos. Also a pure tackle when you get more of a guard tackle in Matthew Bergeron. So he definitely added uh, talent to the fire there. I'm definitely uh, placating to you guys. <laughs> no doubt about that. We got Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, Broderick Jones has the longest wingspan in the NFL draft. No, he does not. Uh, that would be, and I guess maybe, okay, I shouldn't speak as definitively as that, but I think you're missing, uh, mixing up your Joneses uh, here, uh, Michael. I think that uh, your longest wingspan in the NFL draft this year is Dewan Jones, the six foot eight right tackle from uh, Ohio State who measured 84 and a half uh, wingspan, I believe. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, with uh, Broderick Jones's wingspan, but I think it's Dewan Jones is the name you're looking for there. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And uh, more meaty line. That's what we got. We got a lot more mass here. This is probably the heaviest uh, draft that we will see. Uh, Michael, or actually Mark coming in saying, like it, Nick. Malcolm coming in saying the uh, the trench draft was good. Well, good. I'm glad you guys appreciate it. Um, that's going to have to do it for me. My voice is starting to get a little bit hoarse, and it's about uh, 7.30 here, so I got to get going, walk the dog, and uh, get on into work. Uh, but you guys have a great rest of your day. Appreciate everybody coming in with the support today. Hopefully, I did not do anything uh, too <laughs> too crazy for you guys on that front. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed your chances uh, or enjoyed the uh, show today with me. Uh, we got Ethan coming in the buzzer beer. God bless you, Ethan. I was hoping you'd do this. I was willing it to happen saying uh, good draft, Nick. Uh, great job going solo today. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. It's definitely a lot more fun and a lot easier uh, when you have Scott and anybody working on their side, but especially Scott, he's very helpful and he can, you know, let him go on an old man tangent while I'm sitting here hanging out, like trying to find the next chat, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely fun. And uh, appreciate you guys so much coming in here today. Um, we love a big man, girthy draft. Absolutely. More mass, please. Um, Quentin coming in saying vertical power run is always my favorite offense in Madden. Yeah. Very much the, uh, the Bruce Arians offense, right? He did a lot more shotgun stuff uh, in the end of his career, but that's what I think you'd be going here. That's what I would want to run with Russell Wilson. I honestly, there's a pick there with the Broncos at pick 29 that I did not take because I wanted to go with the offensive line. And I've been saying, don't take tight end round one. But I think Darnell Washington from Georgia is such a unique player that we'll have to have a conversation at that point as well because of how he dictates opposing teams' personnel. And that's that's what the Broncos really need. They need somebody on the offensive side of the ball or pieces on the offensive side of the ball that mean that you can't play light boxes. You can't play too high safety shells and cover two, cover four, cover six because. Russell Wilson struggles against those. So how do you get those teams out of that? Obviously, Bijan Robinson, I think, would be a good way to do that. Darnell Washington, who's essentially an offensive tackle who's playing tight end, probably be pretty helpful in that regard as well. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with the Broncos. We've got a lot of draft time to talk, and hopefully some head coaching talk to have to you guys soon. Uh, Greg Smith, great solo ride today, Nick. That's the tag tagline on my tombstone. Nick, the best solo ride there is. Uh, Nick is the best, says Todd. We appreciate you guys so much. Jeremy coming in saying, great job, Nick. Thanks for the draft education. There's plenty more to come. We've also got Andre F saying, Thank, uh, thanks, Nick. Great job today. My voice is starting to give out, so I'm going to have to wrap it up here. But first, I wanted to say hello to Bama X. Good morning, Broncos country. Good morning to you, Bama. Goodbye, Bama. <laughs> we appreciate you. And Scott's down in Bama. Uh, he will be joining me tomorrow morning live at location in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, going to be covering and shooting the Senior Bowl down there. A lot of names to get into down there. Uh, will be a lot of fun. I'm curious to see. Uh, hit- Scott really likes to go down there with more of a fresh palate on these guys, you know, cleansed palette on these guys where he hasn't watched too much tape on the, you know, day two 
early day three kind of guys that make up most of the senior bowl roster. So he comes out of it with a much more based on the one-on-ones and whatnot. So I'll be curious to hear what he has to say. Cause I'm very much more on the tape side of things early on, obviously not going to be down there in mobile to cover it, but uh, we'll be a lot of fun. And I'll be happy to have Scott with me tomorrow morning without a doubt. Uh, you guys have a great one. I'm going to have to wrap it on up here. Uh, continue to choose kindness and compassion. Make, oh, I, I probably should do the actual wrap up first. Follow me on Twitter. Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following me at BFB underscore pod. And as well at uh, my, at my Ohio huddle. If you haven't done so yet. Uh, if you're joining us on Facebook, please first, first, please over on Facebook, uh, click the thumbs up on the way out. Um, running the show solo today by myself. It do us a heck of a lot of good. If you click the thumbs up. So that way my uh, babbling, I can come back to the boss man. See, looks, people enjoy me sometimes. Um, and also I can show my wife that, uh, see, I can talk for, 50 minutes straight about, straight about football and people actually enjoy it. So you can sit there for two minutes and enjoy it. Missy. No, would never talk to my wife that way, but I uh, would appreciate the heck out of you guys for dropping the thumbs up on the way out. And also while you're on Facebook, you haven't done so yet already. Uh, please join us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, if you're joining us on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel, mile high huddle, uh, like the show and share it on your socials. Uh, you, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, be real. I always like to throw that in for, for Scott to tease him. Wherever you're at, uh, Twitch, be great. Um, but uh, you guys are great. Um, appreciate the heck out of you. Uh, we can say Robbie coming in and saying, what's the tight end's name? Something Robinson. It's uh, Darnell Washington. Uh, he's like six foot eight, 275 pounds. And uh, he's he's wild. Uh, he's really an interesting, uh, an interesting pick. Uh, so, all right. Well, I am... Definitely losing my voice now, so I'm going to get on out of here. You guys are great. Uh, Appreciate you. Again, second time now we'll do the closing. Make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. Thank you guys for riding with me solo today. We'll have Scott again tomorrow. Have a great one. Go Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.